the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. I have been looking for someone uh, that is willing to go on record and, and teach me what the heck is happening in the world of Catholicism. What is happening with this Pope and how is he... What is he doing? What is he doing? Who is he? You know, there's been some speculation from the very beginning that he might be a little hostile towards uh, capitalism and the the Western way of of doing things. I think that has uh, proven to be pretty accurate. He has recently has been said to deny the existence of of hell, which is kind of big in the Catholic doctrine. Uh, he came out this weekend then said, you know, let's get rid of all weapons and then we can all live in peace. I'm also concerned because I have heard that he is um, becoming cozy with with Putin and Russia. More disturbing is that he has become uh, close with China and is actually, as I understand it, undermining the uh, underground church. Because there's two churches. There's the church that the government approves, and then the underground bishops, and they are the ones that are doing all the heavy lifting and getting Christians to safety uh, who are actually making a difference. And it's my understanding that he is taking that apart. So we've been uh, looking around, and uh, Michael Matt is the editor of the Remnant newspaper. It's the oldest Catholic uh, newspaper in the, in the country. And he has some of the same questions. So as a practicing Catholic, uh, we thought he would be good to answer some of these these questions. Welcome to the uh, welcome to the program, uh, Michael. Thank you very much, Glenn. Pleasure to be here. Sure. So uh, first of all, tell me a little bit about yourself so we know that, you know, that you're not just an anti-Catholic kind of guy. Oh right! No, absolutely. I'm a I'm a traditional minded tradition minded Catholic, which means I really support and accept all the teachings of the Church. You know, I'm a father of seven children. We've uh, <laughs> we're the type, Glenn, who never miss Mass on Sunday and all the rest. So, okay. what's happening in the Church right now is extremely distressing, not only to us but to a lot of faithful Catholics. And uh, we're trying to make uh, make heads or tails out of it too at this point. So, so I don't even know where to begin um, w- with this, but I, I know that you have you reported on the conclave, and you say that this pope's election was even suspect. Well, yes, it's 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 suspect may may be the wrong word. It's just it's incredibly unprecedented. So, the way things happened, uh, the way Pope Benedict. Uh, you know, abdicated very suddenly, right mid-stride, when he had so much that he was planning on doing and still working on, including an unfinished encyclical and so forth, to suddenly abdicate under those circumstances was just very bizarre, not only for Catholics, but for everyone, everyone who's watching and for historians who have followed this over the years. Uh, it was very strange, and the haste with which uh, Jorge Bergoglio was, uh, was, was selected just had, had many of us kind of saying, what, 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 where did this come from? What happened? Who is this guy? <laughs> and, and so, I mean, but it's really important, you know, for all of us, for Catholics. For, I think there's a lot of ignorance out there about, you know, what does this mean? Is it possible for a Catholic pope to not be the greatest guy, to not be a saint, to fall, to make mistakes? And I think that's where a lot of non-Catholics, they have a misunderstanding of what we mean by the inerrancy or the papal infallibility 
In other words, it's possible, Glenn, as you know, uh, to have a terrible pope, to have a pope yeah. who's a sinner. Uh, we've had terrible popes in the past. So what's happening now with Francis is very perplexing. But, of course, it doesn't shake our faith in the Catholic Church itself, all of which is still there. It's a divine institution. And Francis is on his own here in many things. He's, just, he's kind of out there with his own opinions, which are not protected, which are not inerrant. And I, you know, as a faithful Catholic, it breaks my heart to say this, but he's doing a very, a very upsetting uh, thing right now by siding with the, with the political left and by really kind of taking it to faithful Catholics. He is. It's interesting to me because I see him more and more every day. I mean, with he's he's hanging out with really disturbing people. Uh, you know, Paul Ehrlich, uh, George Soros. He seems to agree with, and um, it's he's almost becoming, in some ways, the anti John Paul. No, no, absolutely. And as you mentioned, this this tweet over the weekend where he says we should ban all weapons in order to be and that's. That's right out of, you know, John Lennon. Let's give peace a chance. You know, imagine there's no heaven, there's no hell. Uh, a lot of things just seem almost hippie-esque coming from... And, of course, he's 82 years old. How much of this is coming right from his mind and how much of it is part of the sort of Greg Burke, which is an Oprah Stay uh, operative who is really doing a lot, of, a lot of PR work for the Vatican right now. How much of that is coming from the official sort of Vatican PR machine? I don't know. But it's, uh, it's very scandalous. And uh, there are a lot of faithful Catholics that just are perplexed by this. I mean, if Pope Francis wants everyone to get rid of weapons, should he start with the Swiss Guard? Should we de-arm the Swiss Guard then? I mean, there's just so much sort of fuzzy liberal, uh, you know, uh, tweets and whatever that he's, get, that he's throwing out there right now that don't seem to be grounded or well thought out. Um, I, I want to ask you, because this was brought up to me by a, a staunch Catholic who said, Glenn, you... And it's reason why we we're having you on today is we started a search because I I didn't know this and I want to understand this. A staunch Catholic came up to me and said, do you realize what the Pope is doing in China and explained it to me? Uh, and I, can't, I just can't believe that's true. Is it true that the Pope is is undermining uh, through his actions of cozying up with the new dictator in uh, China? that he is undermining the underground church. Well, you know, it's, this is difficult. You know, the situation in China is very, it's very, very tough for anybody to say with any, with any certainty what's going on there. So I guess I would refer to an expert I think most people would accept, and that is Cardinal Joseph Zen, who is the former you know, bishop of Hong Kong. And he recently accused the Vatican of selling out the church in China. So it's another one of those things where what is going on? Why can't we get clarity on this? For so many years, faithful Catholics, and I mean faithful to dogma and doctrine in China, but also faithful to the Vatican, have been holding the torch, if you will. They've been being persecuted, they've, they've been martyred, they've gone underground, and all of a sudden the Vatican comes out with Pope Francis at the helm and says, well, we're going to regularize, we're going we're to have relations with the Chinese Patriotic Association, which is a communist sort of uh, pseudo-Catholic church. Now, maybe there's some sort of an alliance or some sort of negotiations that are going on that could justify this in a way that you and I, you know, we don't see it yet. But the, the very strange thing about Pope Francis and, the, and the, the, uh, the Vatican at the moment is that they don't take the time to explain these things. So it's just another massive scandal, like it was when he said, supposedly, allegedly, that hell doesn't exist. All, all they had to do was have Pope Francis come out and just reassert that he believes hell does exist. But nothing. They didn't come out and explain that. 
They came out and said that it was an unfaithful transcription that, uh, what, that hit the news, hit the press, the world press. But never did they reaffirm the doctrine of hell and that Francis believes it. So it's this sort of squishy, uncertainty, failure to be clear that has not just us, but you know, Catholics all across the world really concerned right now. But it, it, uh, from what I understand, um, the, his actions just in China alone are, are actually um, uh, starting to shut down the Underground Railroad, if you will, and uh, and and he's the, the church is calling everybody in from underground and saying, hey, just come to the official, you know, Catholic, you know, Communist Party church. Is that true? Well, th- that is certainly the reports that we are getting. Again, it's difficult to verify these things, but that seems to be what's happening. I know there are several uh, priests and Chinese bishops now who are saying, yeah, you know, it's about time that we do this. Um, on, on the other hand, the, as I say, you know, uh, Cardinal Zen uh, he feels that this is a massive betrayal. And I think if you look at the sort of the philosophy behind this, Francis has this new idea, Glenn, and a lot of Catholics are very concerned that doctrine and dogma and that sort of thing really doesn't matter that much because we are talking about the God of mercy, and everything is merciful now. God would never send anybody to hell. Even if hell exists, no one would ever do that. So he's much more interested, it seems, in unity, in setting up sort of a tenuous unity with all of these various groups and overlooking the things that actually do form obstacles, certainly the doctrinal problems. And he's doing this in China. He's doing this in, you know, with Protestants and other groups that are non-Catholics. Instead of negotiating fairly or, or having you know, conversations that are honest, there's a lot of deceit coming out of the Vatican right now, I'm sorry to say. Uh, t- tell me about his relationship with Putin and Russia, because it's that is, uh, I mean, for anybody who, you know, uh, knows anything about, you know, the miracle of Fatima, uh, that's what that was really all about, was the dangers of Russia, and especially in this time period. Um, and he seems to be getting into bed with Russia and, and, uh, and Putin. Yeah, again, it's, it's, it's interesting that you would bring up Fatima, because that's, that's the, a lot of this that's happening right now was predicted in those very famous apparitions as a public miracle and so forth back in the early 19th and early 20th century uh, that talked about a, a great crisis in the church and wars and so forth in the world as we're seeing. And so the situation with Russia right now is different. It's difficult to quite see what he's doing. Um, I, think that, I think that Francis's big concern is keeping this sort of European Union and maybe, not to sound too conspiratorial, but sort of the, the nascent stages of this so-called new world order, I think he's very interested in keeping that alive and viable, which is very, again, very surprising to faithful Catholics. But his, issues, his position with Russia, to me, seems a little unclear. I'm not sure if he means some of these things that he's doing with Russia, or if it's more of a case he wants to placate Russia so that Russia will play games, play the game with the George Soros, World Without Borders, European Union, you know, game plan. Again, difficult to say, but certainly unprecedented from a pope to hear some of the things that we're hearing. Putin is absolutely against. The, I mean, he is he is spending money to stop the European Union, and uh, he is stirring up unrest all throughout Europe. Um, he does not want a strong uh, united Europe by any stretch of the imagination. So, right. where would the? I don't understand. <laughs> I think maybe I'm stumbling into what you're, you're feeling every day as a Catholic. Glenn, it's, it's, 
it's really, again, it's as heartbreaking as a faithful Catholic. I love the Catholic Church. I believe it's the true Church of Jesus Christ. But this is heartbreaking. You, you don't get clarity. We've never had a pope like this, Glenn. If you look back, as I say, there have been bad popes, there have been sinners, there's been honorious types, there's been the, the Borgia popes. So we're used to scandal. But this is something entirely different. If you saw, like during the, the run-up to the last election, Bernie Sanders and Tim Kaine and these guys just coming and going, along with Jeffrey Sachs and the rest, Paul Ehrlich, as you mentioned, in the Vatican. You know, well, well whatever you think of Trump, well, Francis is telling the world that Trump is not a Christian and he's a wall builder and he's a problem. So he was willing to get involved with politics, but he was very supportive of the left. And it was just, as a faithful Catholic, again, it left us stunned. So what for, is happening in the Vatican? For anybody who doesn't know who Jeffrey Sachs is or Paul Ehrlich, explain why that's disturbing to you. Well, th- th- these, are the, these are the sustainable development guys. Uh, you know, Ehrlich wrote a book called The Population Bomb which had basically been completely discredited from the time that he had written it years and years ago. But guess who rehabilitated it? And him, the author, the Vatican. So the Vatican invites these men to the, to, to the Vatican for their various conferences. And, of course, they sort of cover things up by saying, well, they're not here. These men are not here to talk about doctrine. They're here to talk about science or whatever. But we see through that. So they're rehabilitating people like, Jeff, or like, like Paul Ehrlich. They're giving entree to a guy like, like uh, uh, Jeffrey Sachs. And this is very disturbing because, as you know, the Catholic Church is very strong on the issues of abortion and so forth. Even contraception is a controversial thing that still the Catholic Church teaches against. And yet these gentlemen that you're referring to are talking about using those means to control population. So how in the world can the Vatican, without causing scandal, invite these people to come in as honored guests and speak about these things without putting themselves uh, at jeopardy or putting themselves at odds, I should say, with millions, billions of faithful Catholics. It just doesn't work. Michael Matt, the uh, editor of the Remnant newspaper, thank you so much for the, uh, the conversation. And, and honestly, thanks to uh, Catholics all around the world, you guys have held the torch of uh, anti-abortion or pro-life uh, while I think the rest of us have fallen down on the job. It is mainly the Catholics that have that have kept this alive, and especially with Charlie Gard uh, and uh, Alfie Evans last week, what the, what the Catholics have done uh, on life is, is nothing short of, of miraculous. And, and thank you and all of the Catholics that are doing that. Well, thanks for saying that, Glenn. And I think that, you know, as a Catholic, I think that people, most people would agree that if the Catholic Church does lay, lay down the sword, if you will, on the cultural, on the moral questions, not just Catholics, but the entire world is going to suffer for that, because in a sense it always has been sort of the light on the hill, or it has held the bar high. Even if you don't agree with the Church, with the moral teaching of the Church, it does hold the bar high, which benefits all in society. So I think there are a lot of non-Catholics, too, now, who are looking at what's happening in the Vatican, and they're growing fearful, because it does seem like the Catholic Church is preparing. Now, this is the human element of the Catholic Church preparing to surrender on these very important issues to us all. And so, again, we're very concerned, and we hope that you know, people will share their concerns with the, with the folks in the Vatican and other Catholic outlets, because I think there is still time to turn this around. But at this point, Pope Francis, I'm sorry to say, is causing great concern for all of us. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network.